0: Welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast, brought to you by Coach D. That is me. And it is designed for changemakers just like you. I am an international success and business coach, and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness, and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own Terms. This podcast will be led through my three P's productivity, purpose, and profit. And I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics. And I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You know how this rolls. I'm Dee, I'm your host, and you are in for a treat another fearless and successful live talk show. And today I have Stephanie Blake with me. Hello, Stephanie.
1: Hi, I am so excited to be here with you.
0: So, so cool to have you. And you are tuning in from Chicago.
1: Yes, yep, right outside (laughs) of the city.
0: So cool. Another Chicago girl. We had a few few weeks ago we had another one. So yeah, Chicago. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. One day. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, but, come in the summer. Don't come in the winter. It's freezing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are we are in Sweden, so it's freaking freezing. So we are kind of used to cold. So yeah, I'm gonna survive. But if you say summer, summer it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a brief introduction to our audience, and you guys, you know how it goes. Even you, if you're watching. The- Replay hashtag replay and tell us where you are tuning in from and listening to this show. So Stephanie Blake, she's a business strategist and scaling expert who helps women scale their service-based businesses to six plus figures while keeping them in the CEO seat and working less than 20 hours a week. And she is also a tech nerd, all tech, tech nerd love loves who love the tech and all the things. Um, this is your girl and we're going to have so much fun in this conversation. <laughs> so again, welcome and tell us like, how did you start it with your business? I know that you're also uh, a mom and I want to go into nitty gritty of how it is to actually building your business and really scaling your business, helping other people and also raising a human being.
1: Yeah. All right. So I'll try to give you the, the short version because <laughs> I could draw this. Yeah. I'll give you the short version. So, I started my business about five years ago and during that time I was working in a nine-to-five at a digital marketing agency. So I had started out there. Well, my degree from college is in graphic design, so I was an art major and I um, did that for a couple of years at an engineering company. It was really boring. So then I decided to move to Chicago. I um, got this job at this digital marketing agency, and I worked my way up. So I was literally at the bottom as an associate, worked my way up to director, and I was the youngest director in that company. And I was on track to be um, a VP before I was 30. But I knew that that wasn't what I wanted. Like it's something inside of you. I think we all know this feeling like something inside of you is saying this is not the road for you. I thought it was the road for me because that's what society tells you to do. That's what my parents did. Like that, I was following this trajectory. But inside, I knew it wasn't for me. And the funny thing about this agency that I was working with, we actually worked with um, franchise owners of companies all around the world. So these people in their own right were entrepreneurs. So I was helping these entrepreneurs grow their own businesses through digital marketing efforts, PR, um, all of it. And Eventually, I just reached this point point. I said, why am I working so hard to help these other people grow their businesses while I'm sitting in this cubicle and miserable all day long, right? I want to do this for myself. So one day I was on my lunch break. I was scrolling through Facebook and I got targeted with an ad like so many of us. And it was all about how you can use the skills that you have in your day job to start your own business. So I said, okay, this is perfect. Let's do it. So I watched a masterclass, signed up for a couple of programs, and eventually, after a lot of uh, failed businesses throughout the way, eventually decided that I wanted to become a virtual assistant. So prior to starting that VA business, I dabbled in a lot of different things from wedding planning to designing prints on Etsy to drop shipping to you name it, I've probably (laughs) done it at some point just because this online world. It was so new and exciting. So I was just trying to find something that I thought was going to get me out of this job. So eventually, I, um, like I said, I landed in the world of virtual assistants. And I did that for about three years through my own agency. And it did really well. It was really successful. But I still had that little inner knowing that it wasn't right for me. I knew that I wanted to help other people do this for their business. So after three years of running that company, I basically shut it down. And I started my um, coaching and consulting company that I have today. So that's the short version. Oh, my son, I forgot to mention that too. So um, when my son was born, so he's two and a half now. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I knew that I wanted to leave my nine to five job. So I hustled as hard as I possibly could. And then by the time he was born, I put in my um, my notice for my nine to five job. So after he was born, I didn't go back. But I was side hustling my business for about three years before I actually went full time.
0: Oh, wow. Such an incredible story. And I love how you like really gradually transition to who you are today and really like, you know, trying stuff and Would you say that now you are actually living your purpose and you are doing what you love doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like I said, it's taken a long time and a lot of tears and a lot of struggle to finally figure that out, honestly, because, I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like especially in the online space, we're constantly fed these stories and just like ads for all of these different things that we should be doing and all of the things we're doing wrong. So I personally had a lot of mindset work to go through the past five years to get to this point. But yes, I could say now I fully believe that this is my purpose to help women start and then scale their own businesses.
0: Yeah, and I want to like really stop for people who are just starting out and they're thinking like, wow, five years is a long time. Well. Imagine if you would be working for someone for 40 years. <laughs> you know, you have to work. But if you find your purpose and you find your happy place in five years, I would say, like, this is pretty amazing, right? Um, yeah. So I, I'm thinking, like, you know, what was one thing that really kept you going? What was that? What was characteristic or skill that you needed to acquire in order to just keep on persevering and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this? Um, apart from I want to leave my
1: nine-to-five yeah well I'm a very stubborn person (laughs) just by nature so when I set my mind to something I refuse to not achieve it now with that said of course there's failures along the way miniature failures not like massive failures but I've stopped looking at those as failures and looking at them as lessons now So I would say that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the past five years to look at every single thing that I've done, whether it's been good or bad as a lesson to help me get to where I'm at now. I don't know if that answers the question.
0: Oh, I love that, I love that. It's always about the lesson. So one of my mentors always say, you either get a lesson you you need to get or a win or a success that you want. Um, And I think like, I personally think that Win and success is such a poor teacher. It doesn't teach you anything. It's just the win that you can celebrate, but the lesson, like we are human beings who love to learn and grow, and I think like really finding a lesson in everything is just such a beautiful thing. And I think without that, like people always want like quick wins, and especially this DNA where we have like um, our mini creatures like our mini humans (laughs) who are used to gaming and all this stuff like everything has to be next level like right now no just find the lesson and enjoy the process so i love this i love
1: them. yeah Uh one of the things that i've had to learn just along those same lines i don't want to cut you off but (laughs) is learning to enjoy the journey because one big thing that happened to me was i had been working so hard to get to that six figure level in my business and then I'm sure you've heard other people say this once you get to that level it's like okay now now what like i i did it yay i got to that elusive six figure level that only 12 percent of women in the us are at and then didn't feel any different <laughs> so um i i learned to after doing a lot of inner work of course that's something that people talk about especially as you start to scale your business it's really learning to enjoy every single part of the journey because you're never going to reach this like magical destination where you, where things stop, right? It's like, you're always continuing to grow and evolve. So that's one big thing that I've learned.
0: I love that. I really love that. And I think, and, and I want, and I have a question for you. So we have like audience and, and listeners here who are on this level where they are just starting out or people who already reach six figures. So I want to ask you, what personally do you think that was, difference in your, not just mindset, but also how you operate as a CEO when you started and now at six figures. What is the difference? Because what got you here won't get you there, right? Even now when you're scaling from six to seven, like it's a different mindset, a different uh, play field that you have to operate. So tell me like how was for you like at maybe five, multiple five and now at six.
1: For sure. That's a great question. And I'm trying to kind of take myself back and put myself back into the shoes when I was just starting. And I mean, at that point, I was just so focused on getting consistent revenue income into my business because like I said, I had this goal to leave my nine to five, but I couldn't do that unless I could pay some of the bills that we have for our household. My husband has a full-time job, so we share the bills. So I had to cover my portion of these bills. So in the beginning stage, like Getting to let's just say like five thousand a month—that was my big goal. Like I, I just needed to, to have recurring or recurring consistent revenue every single month. That that's what I needed to do. So I was just hustling my butt off to make that happen. And then once I got to that point, I knew that I wanted to surpass six figures. So the change in my mindset, I guess, was knowing that I couldn't do it by myself. I needed help, especially after I had my son because I realized very quickly that I could be super mom, but I would also be a terrible person to be around. I would be doing everything around the house. I would be doing everything in my business. And then by the end of the day, a lot of times I was fighting with my husband because I had just run out of energy because I was giving my energy to everybody else. So I would say the biggest shift that I made from those beginning stages to the scaling stages is learning how to trust other people, to delegate the right tasks to other people, and then learn how to give up the control that I so desperately wanted to have over every single part of my business.
0: I'm so happy. And this is such a great segue into our topic today, which is like really truly embodying that CEO CEO role that you help women to embody. Because I think you mentioned I was I had this side hustle, which is which which can be a really expensive hobby. if you don't prioritize the money um, money activities like income producing activities, and I think that a lot of people. Just get stuck in the weeds where they think like the logo makes the difference the website makes the difference um, how my grid on instagram uh, looks like makes a difference but it's actually like talking to people and selling and promoting and marketing yourself makes the difference right um and you mentioned this which i really really love um Outsourcing as quick as you can, the things that you are maybe not good at or you don't want to do it or just like things that someone else can do it instead of you. So what are the things that you outsource first? Like you mentioned already that you were working as a VA so probably that was like um, easy for you to, to hand off to someone, but what would you recommend people? like? We're just like, okay, so I built this five figures and now I'm scaling to five, multiple five figures and I'm ready to, to scale and kind of uh, um, let go of the things that don't require me in my business. So what would you say?
1: Yeah, so this is one of the first things that I work with my clients on and it's really, so I call it an outsourcing audit. And it's really taking a hard look at the things that are happening in your business. And then if you're a service provider, like a VA graphic designer, if you're working with clients, what things are you doing in their businesses? And I want you to take a really good look at this. And the answer that people come up with for the things that they need to outsource is not what they think after they go through this audit because they're thinking, oh, I need to hire a social media manager because I don't want to create my content. When in reality, they likely need help fulfilling the services for their clients because they're drowning in client work. They can't take on any more clients, and but they need more clients, right? So it's like this weird place where they're booked out, but in order to grow, they need more clients, but they don't feel like they could bring team members on to help. So it's like this weird, this weird little cycle that people get themselves into and they don't know how to get themselves out. So they think... They think, oh, I just need to market myself more. So that means I need to hire a social media manager to create my content and schedule my content. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The last thing you want is more clients coming to you. We need to figure out, like, we need to pump the brakes and slow down before we can speed up. Yes. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I love this because um, this is where, where a lot of people, like, reach their plateau and they're just, like, stuck. Um yep where the clients can you, you have so much time as we all do have like you can take you can't take especially when you have also kids you can take more clients because you don't have the capacity so i love that you mentioned like really um how to onboard clients, how to create systems that are automated. They're like uh, really easy to onboard new clients. There are processes in places. So tell us about that. Like, what is the first process system that you have or do you recommend for people to dive into when they want to just like, you know, uh, take off of some, some of the work?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I believe in fully customizing people's businesses because no, two businesses look the same and no two people's skill sets are the same so with that said a very generic answer for that question would be like client onboarding pretty much everybody if you're a service provider you're servicing clients you need to have a good process for onboarding those clients also another thing could be like if you have calls with those clients maybe you automate the process where you're booking those calls or you're sending automated reminders to those clients so you don't have to manually send an email or send a Slack message to these clients. Um, another one is just having the right systems in place, not tools, systems in place because a lot of people confuse those two. Having the right systems in place that speak to your skill strengths. Sk- skill strengths? That's not That's not a word. That's a, <laughs> Speak to your strengths. You <laughs> Speak <laughs> to your strengths. So, for example, like, for example, I love to do systems in my business. Like, that's something that really excites me. But I don't love creating my content. So, I've set up systems in my business to where I can delegate the things that I don't enjoy doing. But I can focus on doing the things that I do enjoy doing that do light me up, that do excite me, which is like setting up the systems, nerding out over the tech, creating all of the automations, those kinds of things. So, when I say it's totally customized and personalized to each person in their business, it is. So there's not one blanket thing that we can start the process off with. But like I said, onboarding, offboarding, clients—that's that's a good place to start. But yeah,
0: I love that, um, and I love that you mentioned like really um, systems, difference between systems and tools. Um, yeah. What is your favorite tool for for online business? Like. For
1: all, of them. whatever. So yeah, mention some some of the tools that you love to use. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. So I have. I, know. I, have <laughs> I have favorite tools for different parts of my business. So I'll try to give you a very quick rundown. So for project management, I love ClickUp. Love, oh, love, love good. ClickUp. Yeah. Cool. And then for a CRM, so the customer relationship tool, I love dubsado Love, love, okay, love cool. that. And then I have um, different programs that I offer. offer, So I use Kajabi for that. And then my checkout tool, I use Thrivecart. And I also really love Airtable just for collecting data, setting up different automations. And then of course, Zapier, because that connects all of the different tools together. Um, So yeah, I mean, I could literally talk about this all day.
0: (laughs) If you want me to keep going. Now, because I think that these are important stuff because sometimes like a lot of uh, just now when we are in this like, hopefully we are going out from pandemic and like a lot and during this time I saw so many businesses like starting. Um, I call them pop-ups, not even startups, but just pop-ups. They're just popping up everything, which is cool. I I love that we are really expanding the entrepreneurship mindset and we have more entrepreneurs and there's like so many creatives uh, coming out. Um, But people sometimes like think, all I have to do is set up a Canva account and and Facebook page and there it is. Like my business is ready to go, Um, which is not actually like, you know, I love that you mentioned a few like project management systems because if you set up from the beginning, and this is like, I think this is from the beginning. We, we, we use Trello and Asana from the beginning and I think that's just so beautiful and Airtable as well. But I think it's so important to set up those stuff from the beginning, like really popping these boards and, and really have a system, not when you are already in, in, you know, you have so much to do, but actually like when you are starting a business, create some some of the project management tools that you can outsource and give it to your EA or someone? What is your take on that?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things that I, or one of the biggest mistakes, I should say, that I see people do, especially when they're in that new to scale, like getting ready to scale phase, is they get overwhelmed with the sheer number of options that they have. And I say, I don't care what project management tool you use. You can use Asana, you can use Trello, you can use ClickUp, you can use Monday. It doesn't really matter which one you use. You just need to figure out the tools that work for you, that resonate with you, and then create systems that make sense to you and that you can share with your team. Because remember, as you start to scale, you have to have systems in place so that your team members know what's happening. It can't all live up in your mind. (laughs) right? You have to have these things written down, which is why things like SOPs are really important. And just having a project management tool in general, where you can have a repository of all of the tasks that are happening in your business, and then be able to assign them have due dates for them. And then you as the CEO can also have a high level view to actually understand what's happening in your business. Because a lot of people don't know, they just put the blinders on. And they're like, well, I think we're launching something in two weeks. But I I'm- Oh, my team's handling it my team's working on it and that's that's one of the biggest mistakes i see people do is they bring people on to help them and they just kind of hand everything off and they don't they don't look at it they don't think that they have to so yeah yeah that's
0: such an important thing um and i think like also a lot of people that i work with it's just like oh it's not time yet for me to have a project management tool. Well, you have projects, right? Because even if you work with like if you work with clients, you have projects. Like these are all projects. <laughs>
1: um, day one I, is the day for a project management tool.
0: Right, <laughs> and document everything. Like so many times, I, I I have this. Like I I sit with a client, and it's like, oh, I can't remember. We do this, 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 this. These are all repetitive stuff. You should have this documented, even if it's a Google Doc or Evernote note whatever or iphone note whatever you just have it documented and written down so you can like really show and see where you are at um it's never too late to start documenting every single process in your business
1: yeah i am just to your point about that i have so like i said i work with people who are starting and then scaling and i have so many people come to me who are at the point of scaling to where they're working with clients all the time but they're at this point where they need to start bringing on team members but they're like I have no idea how to do this. I'm working constantly. I have no extra space in my day to document these processes. Like I am I have to serve my clients. So that's the last thing that I want people to do. Like you need to start documenting everything from day one. And your project management tool is a great place to put all of that information so that you can eventually share with your team. Or even one of my favorite hacks to do is pulling up Loom and just literally record your screen as you're doing something. There's That's your it. there's your process. <laughs>
0: Love this, love this, love this. We love Loom. Um, it's such a great tool, and I and I definitely recommend to all of my clients. Just a disclaimer: we are not um, affiliate with with Loom, but we are both nerds and Kajabi experts. Um, so that that's and I want to go back to Kajabi, um, but. Um, loom is such a great tool it's so good i love loom so everything that you're doing like starting now even if you're creating and scheduling your post just pull out the Loom and record yourself so this like this is such a great way to document your stuff you guys
1: mm-hmm. do this
0: like loom <laughs> l-o-o-m right use loom uh, for everything that you're doing in your business it's so yeah.
1: good it's so funny because when my team members the current team that i have right now when they were onboarding they were so obsessed with all of these Loom videos that I created. They're like this. I've never worked somewhere where somebody had everything documented so well. And I was like, doesn't everybody do this? (laughs) Obviously, I, I know that's not the case, but it's not. It doesn't only help you, but it helps your team understand things more quickly, too, so that you don't have to answer a million questions from them how to log into something. Use LastPass. They can have the password in there or like how to like what header your blog size should be like all of that can be documented in one simple video
0: so fun because i had um, one of my team members also came back to me and she said wow and then when i because i obviously speak so slowly because english is not my first language but she said like i actually two asked you and you were talking so fast and i was like okay good.
1: Yes, and, and you can speed it up too.
0: <laughs> and, I, uh, and it was so much fun and actually like seeing that people are like this is my favorite hack as well, like because I love when, when you give your new team or new like new team member um a list of loops you can actually see that someone watched your loop and you know that they're yeah. on it. Like you know that they're on it. That's it's you know, we love to to that having control but actually like really feeling accomplished like hey they're doing their stuff they're doing yep. what they're supposed to do so that's also a hack um you guys just check the loom it's, it's a fantastic tool you're gonna love yeah. it and you're gonna thank thank me and stephanie for this <laughs> yeah um,
1: definitely do it. i wish they had an affiliate program i don't think they do <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <Go use it. laughs>
0: Um, so Kajabi. Yeah. Tell us why do you love Kajabi? I absolutely obsess obsessed with Kajabi. Like I'm such a nerd with Kajabi and all the things like, why do you love Kajabi? And, you know, would you recommend Kajabi to people who are just starting? out?
1: So first of all, no, if you're just starting out, you don't need Kajabi. It's, it's for people who are more advanced. And I would specifically say if you don't have a course or a membership, you, you don't need it. Like, it was specifically created for that group, and then they just added on a few extra features to make it, like, an all-in-one platform. But if you don't have a course, if you're just offering services, you don't need Kajabi. Um, But I love Kajabi because it makes the whole process of course management so easy. It's, granted, it is on the more expensive side, and I don't love all of the features, but The main features that I use, I use some of the landing pages for different offers that I have, but I mostly just use the courses and the memberships because if I have to like quickly create a program or something, or if I want to like, for example, create something for Black Friday, I can record the videos, upload them and have everything set up and ready to go in like a few hours. It just makes the entire process so easy. And it's also really great for the um, my clients who go through my programs too because it's easy to navigate. It's easy to find everything the way you can organize it. So everything is just all in one place in front of your clients. So yeah. Now I will say, I love Kajabi, but um, I don't use the checkout because I use Thrivecart for that because I like to nerd out with the, the tech with that. And then for email, I use ActiveCampaign. But if you did want to use like a true, like all-in-one tool, Kajabi is a good option if you're not super tech savvy. That's kind Mm -hmm. of who it was made for.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like, I love that actually takes away the tech overwhelm 'cause it's like yeah. when you create the offer you have like options to, to you know to create the also the program and automation and everything that goes along the offer. So and landing page and everything. So I love that process there. It's like so streamlined. Um whatever pipeline you're creating or funnel, whatever you want to call it, like it's really like everything is it's so streamlined and so easy to, to do. Yeah. Um and I do agree that people who are just starting out um you're not having if you don't have a course like it it doesn't make sense yeah so yeah
1: good good point yeah i mean if you're starting you just need like a website i always recommend squarespace i think that's a very easy website to use and then dubsado for a crm because that can take your customer contracts payments all of it in one place and that's really all you need you don't really need more than that
0: i love that yeah really good tip um stephanie if you would sit now in front of um uh, like you would be on a women conference and there's a burning like question from the audience what would that be and what would you answer
1: you stumped me
0: what would they want to know from you and what you can give it give it to them
1: that's a great question so People always ask me how I, and I don't even know if this is a good answer, but people always ask me how I kind of like do it all. Like how I, because we don't have childcare for my son. So I'm the main provider and caregiver for my son because my husband has a full-time job. Um, And my best answer is to delegate or automate as much as you possibly can in your life. And that's your business and your personal life too. So like, Everything from like our meal prep, our cleaning, our, the only, we don't have laundry done yet, but that's next on my list. (laughs) But like anything that I don't have to be doing in my life or my business, somebody else is doing it for me. Because like I was talking about earlier, I, when I first had my son, I felt like I had to be superwoman. I had to do it all. But the more, but the faster I learned that I needed to let go of control, the better because I knew that. I couldn't do it all, and like I said, by the end of the day, I was a nightmare to be around, and <laughs> nobody wanted to be around me because I had no more energy, and I was exhausted. So now I have way more energy because I don't do half the things that I was doing before. That's why I can run a multiple six-figure business and work like ten hours a week, ten to fifteen hours a week, and be with my family the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, I really
0: love that. The the freedom. Like sometimes people don't realize that even if it took you like five years, you, 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 you worked like really uh, hard to get there here. But, you know, sometimes if we don't see the broader picture, like if it takes you five years or even 10 years to get to a place where you're working 20 hours per week, like that's still a dream lifestyle. That's still like the lifestyle that you you wanted to create, where you cannot afford that when you are in a GOP, right?
1: Yeah. And that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was in those beginning stages is I would look at people who are further along and I would see them working 15 hours a week. And then I would get mad at myself when I was working 80 hours a week. I was like, what are these people doing that I'm not doing? I am literally working all the time. I have no more time in the day. How is this person doing this? And it's because it took me a long time (laughs) to figure out how to set up my business and my life in the way that makes this possible. So never judge your beginning by somebody's middle. That's one of my favorite sayings. I don't know who came up with it, but it's, it's something that I constantly remind myself of when I look at people who are even like seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, because I know I'm not there yet and that's okay. Like we're all on our own journey
0: yeah i love that that's just such a huge like because i think even we we so what we mentioned you guys so just to recap so we gave you like really the step one that you have to have from day one of your business like really systems and process documenting your processes like get the project management or whatever you're using in loom um and start here and then like really slowly outsourcing the things that you don't want to do or you it doesn't require you, your business doesn't require from you. Um, where do you, would you say, like, what is the best thing to actually look for the for the new team members? What is your favorite? like thing? how is it recommend recommending some Is it referrals or there's a special website that you um, like we have Fiverr or whatever that is? Like, what would you say? to people?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, again, it goes back to that outsourcing audit that you do to figure out who you actually need to bring into your business. And I teach my clients to create roles in their business. So we're creating a role and then we're going to have one person fill the multiple duties for that role. So it may not be, for example, like hiring a social media manager who only does social media management, but it's more of like one person who can, maybe they can do social media. Maybe they can do some automations, all of these different elements. So we're not having to hire a massive team of people. I like to keep teams really small and mighty, and you utilize the best people. So with that said, finding the right people is, it's, it varies depending on the role that you're trying to fill, right? So for example, if I wanted to find somebody to fill like a one-off test for me, like create a podcast cover, I don't know, I would probably go to Fiverr for that, because that's like a one and done thing, I don't really need them beyond that, just one and done. And then if I was looking for somebody for more of a long-term project, I would likely go to Upwork or ask for referrals, things like that, because people who have been on those sites are a little bit more advanced. Um, They have been doing it for a little bit longer. And then also with referrals, I actually prefer to do referrals because I know that I have a pretty big network at this point because it's been five years. So I usually ask my friends if they have people that they can refer because uh, I know that they've done a good job. And it's not like I have to guess if if they've done a good job or not. And then also, if you're at the point where you're ready to do like part time or full time roles in your company, the different job sites, I think, um, I don't know if you have Indeed over there, but Indeed is one of my favorite ones to use. Or um, I know that a lot of people have had success with LinkedIn, I personally never use like their job um, tool on there. But those are Those are probably my top ones based on whichever level you're at in your business right now.
0: Oh, I love this. This is such a great advice. So you guys, um, Fiverr for just small projects, one-time projects, Upwork for bringing someone who is like, you know, for longer term and then like researching for a part-time or full-time on LinkedIn and Indie or whatever, you know whatever that is in your country. And referrals
1: too. And
0: refer yeah. Th- this was yeah. a good, this is a good. You guys, I think that this is such a great uh, way to utilize your network. When you ask someone who, do like, I need a brand strategist. Who do you know? And like, I love this when we are, like, having this Facebook thread or even on, on Instagram, if you create, like, we are hiring, um, people will much likely, like, give you, their recommendation and this is also like for two reasons you will get the person who is recommended by someone and two like people will see that you are actually like expanding and this is also credibility marker uh, for so many reasons Um, and I think that this is so good like utilizing your network to ask for referrals that is such a great way yeah I love that good 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 Oh yeah. So back to that, to a woman conference, like you, so you mentioned like really outsourcing and I, I, and I would love to go to that a little bit because you said like, um, I'm a mom, like I want to really be a mom. Like I, I'm super woman and all this good stuff. Um, how do you take care of yourself? Like, how do you nurture yourself? And how do you, you know, really you mentioned energy. I want to be energized. What is the thing that you really, um, prioritize
1: when it comes to you that's a great question and this is something that has taken me a long time to figure out and i'm honestly still trying to perfect it i don't know if it'll ever be perfect but um i have found that the sweet spot for me specifically is really focusing on working three days a week so i work tuesday wednesday thursday um if there are any big projects that i'm working on or like for example if i'm speaking somewhere, and I have to prepare a presentation. I may do that on the weekends when my husband is home. Um, But I really focus on working when I'm working and being really intentional with the work that I'm doing. Because before I would, and it was easier when my son was really little, but now he's two and a half and he's crazy and he's running around constantly and always wants me. But before I would grab my laptop, I would work at the kitchen counter. And I was able to get some things done, but if my son would come and interrupt me, I would forget what I was doing, and it would take me 10 times longer to get it done. And then I was in a bad mood because he interrupted me when it's not his fault because he's a baby. <laughs> um, yeah. so I've noticed for me personally, that's that's what I focus on. And then on those other days is where I focus on my family. And also, um, I have incorporated, I know you asked about self-care. So every morning I actually wake up around around 5 30. I'm actually going to try to push it to five. Um, Um, so that I can have about two to two and a half hours for myself every morning. So I use that to meditate. I use it to journal and I also use it to work out. So like that's, that's my time in the morning. And then when my son naps, like he's napping right now, actually, um, is when I will usually like read, or if I just need to not think about anything, I will just watch a show. If And then, um, like I said, I have my set work hours throughout the week and it comes to about, it it varies depending on the week, but anywhere between like five and 15 hours a week on Mm -hmm. those three days.
0: I love that. I love that. And, um, I love that you mentioned like these three things, like meditation, journaling and workout. Like I think this is sometimes people say like, yeah, the, you know, everyone has their own routine. But I think that for me, these three things in the morning, like like it's been my routine for past five years for all these three things. And I, they keep me sane with three kids like if they keep me saying like I have to have and when you said like 5 30 I'm gonna push it to five like I'm like oh my goodness I'm at six and I'm still like okay um and something that we talked about before we came on a show you said like <laughs> I go to bed 8 pm you guys this is important topic and I really want want to ask to ask Stephanie because sometimes like if I cringe when I have to work past 10 p.m when we have like this u.s events and they are past 10 p.m like my brain hurts like literally hurts and i'm so used to wake up at 6 a.m because this is something that is non-negotiable for me to do my even if it's 30 minute routine i have to have it because i can't function as a mom um for the next like hour and a half when i'm with the kids and preparing them, them for school um how do you go to bed before 10 p.m. and you don't have a guilt, like, or something attached to, it. I didn't do this.
1: <laughs> well, I used to, Um but for me, so for me, it, it was actually different. So I've, I've always been, I actually just want to check my monitor since we were talking about the kids. Okay, he's good. Um, <laughs> um I actually, I've always been a morning person. So I've never really been a late night person, minus the times when I was like in my early 20s, like that doesn't really count though. <laughs> but I've always been a morning person. So I always have woken up earlier and I really love to sleep. And if I don't get a minimum of like eight hours a night, it's, I'm not a nice person to be around. So I know that I need a minimum of eight hours. If I can get more than that, amazing. Like the more sleep that I can get, the better. Um, And I also like to read a little bit before I go to bed too. So I'll usually read for like 20, 30 minutes in bed with my husband, cause he he meditates before bed. So like we are kind of like flipped on that. So we both have our own like little alone time before bed. Um, so like I said, it's taken me a really long time to be okay with not working outside of my working hours. Because yeah. for a long time I was working 80 hour weeks. I would work in bed, I would have my laptop with me. I would work while we were eating dinner. Like it was, it was nonstop and eventually it got to a point where my husband and I had to like have this conversation. Like, and he just very, he flat out told me you are not present for your family and that's not okay. And yeah, that I wasn't, I was focusing on growing my business and I wasn't focused on my family. So after having that conversation with him, I realized that I had to, I just shut it off. So it's like, these are your working hours. This is like, I have my own office space when I'm in here and working. When I step outside those doors, I'm done working. Um, so that's kind of what helped me the most is having really set hours that I'm working and then also a separate space so that like once I close the door of my office, I'm gone for the day. I am clocked out and I am no longer <laughs> available because I tried to do both. And for me, I, I couldn't do it. It just didn't work for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And keeping that integrity with yourself. If you said, like, this is the time and time is now to be a mom, that's it. (laughs) So I love that. Um, And sometimes I love what you said, like, I get mad on a two-year-old. Like, And I think that the the time that we, sometimes we don't realize that the time when they are so little, it's their time to learn so fast. And sometimes we miss that time. Like, Right? Um, So
1: fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah right? Because, like, my 14-year-old, she needs different attention. Like, um, my 8-year-old, she needs different, like, do, but just when they are tiny, like, really up to five years, like, they learn so much, and this is where they pick up everything. So, being with them and just, like, having this experience of learning together, it's so, so precious. Um, So, good for you, Mama. I love, I love that you're actually bringing that up uh, for all of our moms. Don't have guilt if you, if you go and close your laptop at 3, 3 p.m. and say, hey, I'm going to be with my kid instead, um, don't have guilt because these times will never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, whoa, we covered a lot. So this was super, super fun. Um, yeah, I would love you gave us so many nuggets and so many great stuff. And I know that you have a gifts, 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 gifts in, in, in plural for our audience. So tell us like, where can they find your gifts, your free resources if they want to know more about you and your work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could talk about this stuff for hours. So you have to cut me off. What if you want me to stop? But um, I do have a bunch of different gifts based on the level that you're at in business. So whether you're at the beginning stage of business or you haven't even started yet, or if you're scaling to the point of six figures, if you're booked out, you're stressed, I have gifts for everybody. So you can go to, oh, I see you put it up on the screen. You can go to theblakecollective.com free. And there's a page with a bunch of different gifts on there. Um, and then if you are in the beginning stage of your business, the best play. The best place for you to go is the ScalableServiceSystem.com. And that is my program for entrepreneurs who are just at that point where they want to make consistent revenue in their business. So, yep, she put it up on the screen there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put also in the chat both of these links. So, you guys, if you're ready to start and work with Stephanie and you're just like, hi, I want to check her program, which is like, you know... um, really to scale that, and we talked about systems, and we talk about all the things that she's providing, so go and check that out, and then if you are, eh, I want to really uh, geek out and see what she has to offer, like, I would love for you to go and check her free resources, that's how you will also know that she's the real deal, because she totally is, she's the total babe, um, but if you want to connect on social, so tell us, Stephanie, what is your favorite uh, way to connect with
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I actually forgot to mention another resource, which is sixfigureservice.com. So if you're at the point of wanting to scale, that's my high level program. So we could talk about that if it's something that you need help with. But my favorite place to hang out on is on Instagram. I am there. Actually, this is interesting. We talked about this. I am there Monday through Friday. I do not go there on the weekends. Um, That is a boundary that I have had to set for myself. And I actually have a specific work phone so that I don't get tempted to go on there outside of work hours or on the weekend.
0: Oh my goodness. That's so amazing. So you guys, what we would love for you, if you're listening to this on, um, on a podcast, um, we would love for you, or if you're watching the show, um, please screenshot, and go to Instagram, open your stories, and share your biggest takeaway, and tag me and Stephanie. So her handle is the Black Collective, the Blake Collective, sorry. Um, and tag me, Diana um, and share your takeaways. We would love to hear from you. What did you? What what did you got from this uh, conversation? And the most important, what is your next next action step? What will you actually do? Um, after you listen to this show. We would love to know what is your action step and how we can support you. Um, Was there anything else that I forgot to ask you and you would like, hey, I want to share this with the world.
1: I don't think so. I think we got to pretty much everything. I know we were gonna talk about being a baby grandma and going to sleep very early. So
0: we did (laughs) that. We did did that. And I think that it's just like um, having no guilt. I love that. Like, because for me as um, 10 p.m. is like, it's the, it's the last time when I. This is like I have to go. 10 p.m. is like, pfft, but you 8 p.m. I could have you like seriously. Yeah. This is when I do the the stuff that I couldn't do like, um, especially now it's third week when my kids are sick or just they have a cold and they're like in, in shifts like, the one and the other and both of them and again, like, and I'm so crazy. So I get to catch up with all the work. Um, So yeah, um, I love that you brought this
1: up. Yeah, I actually forgot. I forgot to mention something. Oh my gosh, I have a podcast. How did I forget (laughs) to mention that? Um, And it's called Behind Their Business. And it's actually totally different. It's not strategy focused at all. It's all about talking about the behind the scenes of what's actually happening for women who are running their businesses it's all of the stuff that people don't tell you about on social media so that's another resource that totally blanked on but yeah you can go check that out
0: behind the business podcast
1: behind yeah i'll put this in the little chat thing it's behind their business okay. so behind it gives you all of the information and we talk about like i said a lot of different topics that people are afraid to talk about or don't want to talk about so yeah it's get all the juicy details
0: i love this <laughs> and we're gonna put this in the show notes too um well this was this was jam-packed you guys so definitely go and check out um, stephanie and you know instagram her programs her free resources also listen to her podcast while you're already on the podcast if you're listening to the podcast um just go and check her podcast um but i think that's that's that um i'm so grateful for you jumping in all the way from chicago tune in and and you guys um i hope you got value stephanie thank you thank you so much Um, i appreciate you and um we'll speak soon
1: i appreciate you thank you so much for having me this was oh my gosh so much fun
0: Yes. Ciao.
1: Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Thank
0: you so much, Fearless Soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know your time is the most valuable asset, so I don't take this lightly. As a sign of appreciation, I would love to give you free access to my 21 day mindset mastery and business strategy program all you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in eg stories until next time dreamer